This week on football, I am finished. Yes, I'm done. I think everyone this weekend has seen the incident during the Liverpool-Tottenham game. And I've massively been against VAR for a long time and I've always said it. But I think this is this has to be the turning point. This has to be the point where we, as fans, say enough is enough. Um, I am pro scrap VAR. I am massively supporting scrapping VAR completely. Don't you miss celebrating a goal without thinking, yeah, we've got to wait for the VAR check because pretty much every goal is checked by VAR, which means you celebrate and for that three seconds, you get to enjoy what it felt like before to celebrate a goal. And now that's been taken away because three seconds and then you immediately think, okay, we'll hold on everyone. Let's wait for the check. It is ruining football. It is. It has ruined football. And I've written a few things here just to kind of make sure that I stay on point because it's something I am passionate about and something I am furious about. And when I watched that goal on Saturday that was disallowed from Luis Diaz, of course, as a Man United fan, you go, you think, ah. And you, and you want Liverpool to do badly, but that just transcends it for me. That transcended supporting and rivalry that that took it into a matter of well this is just clearly wrong something's wrong and a lot of people have commented this week saying that it's cheating and it's corruption I don't think it's corruption I think it is using technology that we are not ready for that the game doesn't need and I think we've been tricked into thinking that we do need it because referees making mistakes we thought we'd fix that by helping them, we've made it worse and it's getting progressively worse. This season is worse than last season. The season last season was the worse than the season before because we are trying to fine tune a system that doesn't work. Fundamentally, when you go to a game or whether you're watching your team on TV or whatever, you don't really know what's happening. Of course, the commentators can go, well, they are looking at it, but you don't know what they're looking at. The communication isn't there. The people in the stadium celebrate a goal and then three minutes later, you still don't know what's happening. They're checking. Yes, they're trying to speed that process up, but speeding it up is then causing these mistakes to happen. So it's a catch-22. It doesn't work. You know, nobody knows the rules of any of the fundamentals of the game anymore either. They don't know what a handball is. Nobody knows what an offside is because the lines are drawn wrong. And then we're told to trust VAR because it's the technology and we need to put our faith in that, but it doesn't work. The fundamental rules of football are changing, but they're changing at a pace that we are not ready for as supporters and the game isn't ready for it. I heard Steve Cooper this week talk about how he doesn't know the rules for the game that he is a pretty much... Steve Cooper's an expert in football. 
brilliant manager and he is st- standing there doing an interview saying, I don't know what the rules are. It's a joke. Um, for me, I think keep goal line technology. That worked. Return back now to normal rules. Goal line technology stays. That is something that everyone has supported. It hasn't been really... There's been, a th- I mean, maybe one or two dodgy incidences where the tech doesn't work but all in all we were all happy with goal line technology VAR was a step too far we need to now return back to normal keep the goal line technology and reassess how we're going to referee the games do it on a personal level not a technology level I've looked at it and I've thought what does it remind me of and it reminded me of something one of my favorite films ever which was Jurassic Park. And the analogy I drew from that is where Ian Malcolm is talking about the scientists at the park and what they've created. And he says, you were so obsessed with working out whether you could do it. Nobody stopped to think whether they should do it. And that line, I think, is extremely relevant to football right now. People were so obsessed in thinking, how are we going to bring the technology? Technology is advancing. Can we bring this into the game? It would be amazing if we could do that. And they never thought, well, what could it take away from the game? And I don't think that was assessed enough before they brought it in. I'm going to put that clip in of the Jurassic Park and hope that YouTube doesn't flag it. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Right, guys, let's get this episode properly underway. No more moaning with a quiz question. That quiz question this week is, who is this Premier League season's current top English goalscorer? So the top scorer from England, who is it in the Premier League so far? The answer to that will be at the end of the show. Right, what's happened this week? Uh, It's been a bit mental. The chomp of the week feature that I started last week, where I basically said, I'm going to try and wind up as many people from a specific fan base as possible with getting something very subtly wrong. So I said, Erdegaard is can't even get into the Swedish national team. Something that's obviously wrong, but anyone who doesn't know me or know the channel will then think I've made a mistake. So I thought maybe I'd get, I said I'd be happy with one. Genuinely, I thought maybe five, 10 people might chomp to it. We got nearly a thousand people and nearly a thousand Arsenal fans losing their heads. And one of my favourite is this one. Odegaard can't even get in the Swedish national side. It's got to be a wind-up, surely. Imagine my disappointment when I didn't get into the Ghanaian national football side. From an account called Chips and Dips. And he now, he's probably a sound guy and it's quite funny. And he's actually admitted that he's, he's got chomped. But I am going to use the end of this clip in so many future episodes going forward. Here is the full clip. Odegaard can't even get in the Swedish national team yet he apparently is better than Bruno I'm pretty sure that's a wind up because if it's not a wind up that guy is an absolute walloper he's basically saying that Mikel Arteta is the biggest fraud in football history because Arteta says that Odegaard's better than Bruno Fernandes then goes on to say Odegaard can't even get in the Swedish national side it's got to be a wind up surely 
Imagine my disappointment when I didn't get into the Ghanaian national football side. So that was Chips and Dips. He's a good sport. And to be fair, most Arsenal fans have been quite good. They've taken it quite well. Um, there's been a few... I mean, people people are threatening me like for saying something wrong, which I thought was just, you know... And it did make me think, should I do it again? Um, and then I saw the threats and I thought, yeah, I, I will do it again. So this week... I put it to a few people and I put it in the video and I said, who shall we chomp next? Which fan base? And people were so preoccupied with chomping, they didn't actually answer the question. One person answered the question and he said Villa fans. So unfortunately, that one person is going to be the director of this week's Chomp of the Week. So Chomp of the Week, we're going to chomp some Villa fans. And the nationality thing is a really easy chomp. So Villa fans, who do they love? They absolutely love John McGinn. And it would be too easy to just say he's Irish. But I'm tempted to say that he's Irish. I'm going to say that John McGinn is Irish. So the video is going to be a small clip from this podcast. And I'm going to say a couple of sentences. And then I'm going to put it out there. And we're going to see all the chomps come in from the Villa fans. Okay, let's go. Right, let me think what I should say. John McGinn is the most overrated central midfielder in the league. The problem I've got is, first of all, no Irish players come across and succeed in the Premier League. John McGinn would be the first. And I think people get obsessed. Just because he's Irish, they think, oh, he's he must be good because he's the best of a bad lot. John McGinn is overrated. And Villa fans are deluded. And I'm sick of them. Because all I see is Villa fans chirping up about John McGinn is this, he's that, he's that. He's 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 awful. And I, when has he ever played well for Ireland? When has he ever done anything for Ireland? And that's my issue with it. So Villa fans, get back in your box. John McGinn ain't all that. I think, I think that'll work. I think that'll really work because I think it's quite easy to mistake John McGinn because McGinn, I think I've seen Irish players with that name and maybe he's got some heritage. I think that'll work beautifully. So Villa fans, here we go. Uh, I'll see you on the other side. Okay, right. Let's get to our team of the week. Right. As you know, anyone who follows the show, team of the week is my selections of who I think has played well in each position, but it's not going to include players I haven't seen play. So strictly speaking, only the players that I've got to see play this week. I was really gutted to miss that Villa game because I think Ollie Watkins would have gone bang in there, but abiding by my rules, then he can't be. Right, let's start team of the week with in goal was Alisson. Right back was Pedro Porro. Centre-back, Giorgio Scalvini. Partnering him is Joachim Anderson. Left-back is Destiny Adogi. Central midfield, Magnes Akliush. Also central midfield, Yves Basuma and Weston McKenney. Right wing was Paolo Dybala. Left wing, Jack Clark. And striker was Lautaro Martinez. Okay, I'll just go briefly through why I think these players deserve to be in my team of the week. Allison made one of the best saves I've seen this season. That save from the James Madison shot beats, I think, 90% of goalkeepers in the world. Um, the save that he made after that for the Son volley was, was top-notch as well. Uh, I think really unlucky to be on the losing team. Liverpool down to nine men. <laughs> They defended well, but eventually the pressure the pressure told. Uh, right back, Pedro Porro put the ball in to get that goal, that last minute winner. Uh, I thought all, all game was really good. 
He's a player that came under a lot of scrutiny last season, but I think you can see the confidence levels are there now. It was really frustrating watching that Tottenham side try and break that Liverpool team down. But Pedro Porro out wide, put the ball in, which I was begging them to do, put a ball in quick, hard and low. And it and it did Matip uh, at the front post. Uh, central defender, I've got Joachim Anderson and Scalvini. Anyone who hasn't seen Scalvini play, he's an Atalanta uh defender and he has been tipped by a few people early doors as the next best center back the next kind of top ball playing center back um, if you don't have a clue who he is please go and have a look just at some highlights he can dribble out of defense I thought the game that I watched him play was against Juve this weekend and it was one of the worst games of football I've seen in a long time it was nil nil kept a clean sheet but there are just glimpses of this man becoming a special centre-back. He will be popping up on people's radars pretty soon. I think the summer will come around and I think a lot of top clubs will be going for him. I'd be very surprised if Man City don't sign a player like him. He's right up their alley. Cross from him was Joachim Anderson. Scored the goal of his life um, and won the game for Crystal Palace against Man United. Kept a clean sheet, resolute in defence. Uh, another really good, actually, ball-playing centre-back. Got a great passing range, but that finish was outrageous. Destiny Adogi for Tottenham. Another Tottenham player in there. Thought he was brilliant. And again, a left-back who probably no one really heard of until he's come across to Tottenham. He played in Udine for Udinese last year in Italy and he was really impressive I saw him a couple of times and I thought hmm and then I saw that Tottenham I don't know whether they bought him early doors and then they were planning to bring him in this season but yeah really impressive and you can see exactly why Tottenham was so keen to get him midfield we had Akliush got two goals and an assist in Monaco's 3-2 win against Marseille that took them back to the top of the table uh, really good player, really exciting player. He had a couple of games last season where he came through. I think he's 21 years old. This season, really kicking on. One of the main players for Monaco and really, really exciting player. Great finish for the first goal as well. And a lovely composed assist for uh, Flo Balogun. We got Weston McKenney and Eve Basuma next to him. Basuma, again, another Tottenham player. I think he's come on massively over the last year again another player that struggled for confidence now he looks like the player that Brighton had now you'd be looking at a hundred million pound midfielder I think and yeah Eves Basuma brilliant brilliant season so far Weston McKenney was the other one actually played a right wing back position for Juve this weekend which I thought he did really well I don't think he gave the best account of himself at Leeds and I think a lot of people didn't really rate him and maybe thought he was he just he wasn't up to the Premier League. He he would be up to the Premier League. He's a top midfielder. He can play, like I said, in those different positions. Played right back this this game against uh, Atalanta. Kept a clean sheet. Um, but yeah, a really press resistant player. You watch him on the ball. He very rarely loses the ball. Wriggles out of tight situations. He can play at right back, but he's got all the attributes to be a top midfielder. Really like Weston McKenney. Right wing, we had Paolo Dybala again. What a player. I love watching this man play. Um, he's one of the few players currently playing that actually has fun with the ball um, and tries things and, and does things very different. There's no players out there like Dybala. I think the closest thing was like the that messy kind of archetype where they're close control, left-footed, uh, could pass, could shoot, could do everything. 
He's a super creative player, got two assists in that game for Roma this weekend. And yeah, really impressed me once again. Left wing, Jack Clark. Sunderland have got a real player and anyone who follows the championship will know that. Jack Clark is a player who really impressed me last season. I think this week his performance and his goal demonstrates he is destined for a higher level. And I saw this with Jared Bowen at Hull, where you see a player just start scoring from long range, close range, really taking the game by the scruff of the neck and in a really difficult league when you're a player who's a winger who is likely to get a lot of kicks. Um, it's going to be quite a physical battle for you. If you can come through that and still score in the way that he does, and like Jared Bowen did, I think that's when you know you've got a player that's, that's destined for a, for a higher level. And I think Jack Clark will get his move next season if Sunderland don't get promoted this one. He's now top goal scorer of the championship as well. Uh, Lautaro Martinez. He is a player who divides opinion, but I thought, yeah, an all-round fantastic striker performance this weekend. Into one 4 nil. He scored all four goals and he, he all the goals were within about probably five to ten yards of each other. So that real box poacher that Martinez has been throughout his whole career that he couldn't show in the World Cup. One of the only players that underperformed in that Argentina side. Thought he was absolutely magnificent this weekend and he's flying this year for Inter. Right, that was my team of the week. Let's do two lies and a truth. So two lies and a truth is my weird game where I have two lies that I've completely made up in the world of football. One story though that is true and I make those three stories into a jumble and you've got to guess which one is the true story. So starting off, we are going to do a legends two lies and a truth. So this is all about legends of football. First story, Italian goalkeeping legend Gianluigi Buffon is going back to school. The 45-year-old decided he doesn't know enough and wants to complete his final year that football prevented him from finishing. Story number two. Chelsea legend John Terry once bought his mum a mug with a picture of his face on. His mum returned the favour by gifting him a mug with a picture of him missing a penalty in the Champions League final on. And story number three, Croatian legend Dario Cernar was expelled from his boarding school at age 14 for unleashing a plague of frogs in the headmaster's office. That's three stories. One of them's true. You have to guess which one is the true story. Okay, guys, right. This is the bit where you get involved. This is TikTok submissions, basically. Again, anyone who doesn't li listen to the show regularly, this is where people... I've selected, send me TikToks and I react to them. Usually it's a lot of uh, Man United videos, anti-Man United videos, or just Kel the Dragon or weird people in general. Let's start. That's a cat with a pineapple on his head. A really good start to our TikTok submissions on this football podcast, on this football-related podcast where I ask you to send me football clips. That's not a fucking red card. That's not fucking offside. Right, so this is my opinions on the two decisions there. So the red card, I agree, Paddy. It's not a red because, yeah, he's contacted the player, but after he's touched the ball, skipped off it. So, yeah, I would say he's pretty unlucky to be sent off. And... Yeah, that offside. Nah, it's never offside. So you've been robbed, mate, to be fair. 
Why is he in his garden? Why is he in his garden? It looks like it's probably 11 o'clock at night and he's in his garden. But he makes a pretty coherent point for Cal the Dragon. Uh, I think that was a red card in the letter of the law, but we don't like to see it. Um, and yeah, we've already discussed the Diaz absolute travesty. <laughs> Why is that still bang? I can't watch any of those videos where something comes flying at your face and not react to it. Come on, Poggy. Get in! Get in! That's for you, Mum. That's for you, love. Love it. That's for you, Mum. Reminds me of, I remember I was playing in uh, Cheltenham, five aside, and there, you know, when you're watching the teams play before and then you get to go on, and there was a game going on, and it was five aside, remember, and there was a guy who scored, and every time he scored, he scored a couple, every time he scored, he went like this in five aside. It's not that deep. I'm not just saying this because of this video, but Jews have the best time. I've never seen anyone enjoy life more than a Jewish person. Have you seen that? I'm not going to do it, but there's a Jewish boys choir that's... Uh, do you know what? I'm going to put it in. It's great. This is some kid doing an impression of those pedos who work on the Walters. Substitution for Club Bruges. Replacing number 13, Victor Vasquez. Number 8, Ligor Refilov. I like that. That's good from Birmingham fans. Have you ever been to St Andrews, anyone? It's awful. It's one of the worst stadiums I've ever been to. One of the worst big stadiums that I've ever been to. St. Andrews is awful. Half the fucking stadium has no seats in it. The worst atmosphere ever. 
saying the name of the restaurants in the funniest pronunciation. I'll go first. Harvista. Pizza. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not watching the rest of that. One more. KFC. Why did he make this video? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Why'd you make this video? Because tonight will be the night that I will fall for you over again. Don't make me change my mind. This is a dog that looks familiar to me. This looks like my friend's dog. It is my friend's dog. It's my friend's dog and my friend's dog is going through the motions. My friend's dog is 14 years old and just listened to their first My Chemical Romance album. Slip inside the eye of your this, is this the same guy that did the football commentary? Because he sounds like he's taking a shit at every time that he talks. Don't you, my friend, a better place to play. You said that you... <laughs> Weirdly, I think he could probably sing if he tried. Or maybe this is him trying. You've never been with the things that you've seen. A slightly fading away. As there, I can't remember the last football-related video during this TikTok submissions I've received. Everyone listening, this is a tour of Jude Bellingham's house in Madrid, and it's stunning. Like, that's the sort of a house that you'd expect a king to have. Jude Bellingham is the king of Madrid already, so... I didn't know giraffes were this portable. Did you know giraffes were this portable? Take your giraffe anywhere with you with this portable, new portable giraffe size that you can take anywhere. This is wild. Surely they're heavier than that. I suppose they're quite thin. Giraffes are quite cute. Leroy Sane, I said, I think I said it last week. He's the best right winger in the world right now. And I truly believe it. Every week he seems to be scoring or changing the game or affecting the game. And he's doing what the best wingers in world football have always done. The Messi's, the Ronaldo's, particularly earlier years, Ronaldo, not just Ronaldo, Salah, Mane, those players on that level. And Sane, Sane's doing that right now. I think he's the best right winger in the world. I'm not lying to you. No, you're lying to yourself, Ashley. I'm not lying to Don't you start. I'll knock you out clean. The confidence of a paedophile to tell a woman after he's been caught that he'll knock her out clean. What's clean about it? 
Osimengate is an inside job. I'm sure many of you would have already seen the outrageous videos uploaded on Napoli's official TikTok account regarding Victor Osimen. They've mocked their own player for missing a penalty. <laughs> and then gone on to call him a coconut. Osiman's agent has since come out and said the player is considering taking legal action against the club. Not a great look. I cannot possibly... F yeah, I do wonder about this because it's too... It's too obvious. It's too, like there's something about it. Of course, an admin. Like you look at all the admins for different clubs. They talk about their players like they're the best players in the world then the Napoli admin takes a strong dislike to Osiman and starts kind of trolling him on the internet. I'm not having it. And I think I agree. It's an inside job and something's going on. Is he cooking up a, a move away? I don't know. Something doesn't seem right about it. Something doesn't feel right about it. Because, yeah, Italians get a lot of kind of, they've got this image of being quite a racist uh, country when it comes to football hooligans. Um, but that doesn't then transpire to the clubs, surely. I don't know, something doesn't feel right about it. Either way, whatever's happening is is messed up. A belting song, Boys to Men, and that guy's got pipes, man. That guy's got pipes. Right, guys, that was TikTok submissions. Really appreciate your entries this week. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. They are enjoyable and they are sometimes about football. Um, right, okay, let's go around Europe. I'll make it brief. We'll do a quick trip around Europe and you can come with me and then we're going to come back to uh, to English football. Right, let's go to France. Monaco went back top of the table after beating Marseille 3-2 on the weekend. PSG, however, dropped to fifth. Uh, they couldn't break down Clermont and that's another nil-nil for them. They are struggling to score goals with such an amazing attacking line. Something's not right there. Um, Accor Adams, who I mentioned earlier in the season, I think maybe one of the first episodes this season, he scored a brace again for Montpellier uh, and <laughs> water is wet. Leon lost again. In Spain, Bellingham, King Bellingham assisted Hosselu with a Traveller, which was outrageous, and scored as they went uh, top, taking top spot off Girona. Tough game, but they went and won that 3-0 away from home, which is pretty impressive. Barca leapt frog Girona as well. Sergio Ramos scored the goal to win that game, an own goal for Sevilla, which gave Barca the three points. That's probably the worst 
case scenario for him going back against Barcelona. Uh, Kubo twerked after scoring again. I don't know why he did that. Uh, Almeria remained bottom uh, despite leading 3-0 at half time. They conceded three goals in the second half and still haven't won. So Almeria bottom of that Spanish league. They scored three goals from the same person and the same person assisted all three as well, but they still couldn't get a win. They remained bottom of the Spanish La Liga. In Italy, I watched Atalanta, Juve, as I mentioned earlier. Shocker. Uh, the commentator kept talking about... Uh, Rabio and saying that he'd score he's having a great season he's scored 10 goals already and I was thinking maybe he's talking about the year that he's scored maybe 10 goals this year and I thought oh, maybe not and then I was looking at the right back and I thought maybe Weston McKenney is playing right wing back which he was um, in the end but I was thinking that doesn't really look like Weston McKenney. that looks like Quadrado and Quadrado definitely left Juve he's at Inter and I was watching it, got 10 minutes in, and I was thinking, Juve Atalanta, there's a lot of these players, and he keeps talking about, I was getting pissed off at the commentator, like, why does he keep talking like this? And I realised, I'd pressed onto the Atalanta-Juve game replay, which BT Sport put on at the same time as the live game. So I spent an entire 10 minutes watching a game from a year ago. Um, Napoli and Osman, we just spoke about it on the TikTok submissions bit, but... Uh, they seem to have resolved their differences. Napoli are winning again and Osman is scoring again. They won 4-0. And that's the second week in a row they've scored four and Osman on the score sheet again. Um, Inter still top. They won 4-0, as I mentioned. Martinez with all four goals. Absolutely stunning performance. They don't seem to concede. And yeah, they are top. But Milan beat Lazio and they are keeping up with them. I still think Inter will do it, but Milan are keeping up with them. In Germany, Kane and Sane on target again as Bayern scored twice but couldn't beat Leipzig. Leipzig are a really strong team. They obviously beat them in the Super Cup before the season started. Kane scored again. He's on eight goals. Uh, but despite that, Xabi Alonso is doing his thing and Leverkusen are top. They are top and they're top by a point. They went clear by a point this weekend as they won again. They are doing something special. I really like what they're doing and anyone who gets to see Leverkusen's game, they've got such exciting players, brilliant games every time they play. Jonas Vind continued his hot streak. He scored again. He scored a brace actually against Frankfurt this weekend. Grassi ended his scoring run. He stopped short of eight games in a row. He's still on 10 goals. He's still top goal scorer at the league. But Dennis Undav, the former Brighton striker, the lone E from Brighton, stole the show. He got two goals this weekend. But Stuttgart remain in that title race. Okay, let's go to Ajax. Game abandoned again, but for a different reason. Ajax's game, obviously, last week was uh, abandoned because of protests in the stadium. They then did finish that game. Uh, Santiago Jimenez, who I've been chatting about all month, last month, did score twice against them in the first half and then finally finished his hat-trick with a third goal in the game that then restarted a couple of days later. So I think surely that's like the longest anyone's taken to score a hat-trick in one game. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, their game was abandoned because of a horrific injury to the goalkeeper of Velvic. Uh, Di Maria scored. And he was the difference between Benfica and Porto at the weekend. That took Porto 
below Benfica, but top of the league is Gyokerez and Lisbon. So Sporting Lisbon, they won again. They are top of the league and Gyokerez is absolutely flying. He got a brace on the weekend. Right, two lies and truth answer. Let's go to that. I gave you three stories about football legends. You had to guess which one was true. The first story was Italian goalkeeping legend Gianluigi Buffon is going back to school. A 45-year-old thinks he doesn't know enough and wanted to complete his final year that football prevented him finishing. Second story was Chelsea legend John Terry once brought his mum a mug with a picture of his face on. His mum returned the favour by gifting him a mug with a picture of him missing a penalty in the Champions League final on it. And then Croatian legend Dario Serna was expelled from his boarding school at age 14 for unleashing a plague of frogs in the headmaster's office. Three stories which one was true? Did you get it? It was story number one. Gianluigi Buffon is planning to return to school to finish his final year. Um, he always said that he was going to do it when he retired. So he's heading back to school. Uh, right. Okay. Quiz question. We had the quiz question of who is the Premier League's current top English goal scorer. This player is on five goals. Erling Haaland's top. He's second. It's Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen is the league's top English goal scorer. Right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. We are back every Wednesday. You'll see me, you'll see Baker here and there between us. It's the perfect combination. Make sure if you haven't already, go ahead, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are trying to promote our video episodes as much as our audio ones. We know you like to listen. We know you don't like to see our faces, but please go across there. Uh, it really helps us. Also, if you haven't, go across to our TikTok page. Loads of our highlights are across there. Most of our debates are on there because people seem to get really riled up and it's quite good fun. Um, it might help if he was Swedish, but he's not. He's Norwegian, so get your facts right, mate. And if you haven't already gone to our Instagram page, go across there and you can be a part of the show. Submit whatever you like. Ask us to be a part. We'll read out your comments. We'll also hopefully get a new TikTok submitter soon. So you can be that person if you want. Right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next week. Cherish these days.